When you hear that beat drop, you know it's time for us to bring you some sports news like we do. It's the Southern Sports Barbershop. I am Nicholas Finch, joined by the usual crew of Lane, Quincy, and Marquise. Say what's up to the good folks out there in the world, guys. What up, though? What up? Hey, everybody. All right, so I just want to get right into it. Before I go on a rant, I um. Y'all been keeping up with this Nick Saban stuff today? You um he 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 went to uh he was uh, had a group with some donors in Birmingham and he said some things about NLI and um and 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 things of that nature. Have y'all been keeping up? Y'all got any thoughts on that? Uh, I've been keeping up with it as far as I've been getting the ESPN alerts. Have but, uh, you um? Do you know everything he said? How about that? I will say no. All right, so I understand here, that it was about NIL. I understand he took some shots at Texas A and M and uh, Jackson State. Um, I heard some of Jimbo's responses, but that's all about all I know. Well, I would like to do our due diligence, and this might little be a little while, but you know, everybody's played the end of this little of this um, thing. I would like to play the beginning. I think the beginning is more important than the end, and that's what I want to talk about. Well, you know, name, image, and likeness to me is a great concept for players. Um, players have always been allowed to work. Uh, this is just a different opportunity for them to make money by working and using their own name, image, and likeness, whether it's signing autographs, whether it's doing commercials or ads for some company or whatever. So there's nothing wrong with that. And I told our players when this whole thing started to get agents, get representation, um, and so you create opportunities for yourself. And our players last year created $3 million worth of opportunity for themselves by doing it the right way. And I have no problem with that. And nobody had a problem on our team with that because the guys that got the money earned it. Now, there were only 25 guys on our team that had the opportunity to earn money. The issue and the problem with name, image, and likeness is coaches trying to create an advantage for themselves. I went out and said, okay, how could we use this to our advantage? They created what's called a collective. All right, a collective is an outside marketing agency uh, that's not tied to the university, that's funded by alumni from the university. And they give this collective millions of dollars. And that marketing agency then funnels it to the players. All right, and the coach actually pr- knows how much money's in the collective, so he knows how much he can promise every player. That's not what name, image, and likeness was supposed to be. That's what it's become, and that's the problem in college athletics right now. And now every player is saying, well, what am I going to get? Well, my philosophy is my job is to create a platform for our players to create value for themselves and their future. And at that point, he goes about talking about everything that we've heard from here on out. Now, hearing that, you guys, hearing what he said, the actual intention of his word before he got worked up and started about Jackson State and uh, and um, Texas A&M, what are your thoughts about his comments on NIL? I agree with Coach Saban. Um, and that's not me being a homer. That's not me being a bammer. That's me being a human being. Like, me personally... I look for loopholes and anything and everything because I like chaos. I like to cause chaos. That's who I am. I'm an instigator. And coaches, he's right. Coaches are going to use every tool they have to get recruits 
in any way, form, or fashion they can within the scope of the rules. I hate that everybody is only showing that one segment all all over social media and any media for that matter uh, of the last half of what Saban said, and that's not what he meant. They didn't. They're not showing that first half, which is very pivotal. He has been one of the most forefront voices on college kids, college athletes getting paid for their name, image, and image and likeness. Say that again. He has been the foremost person on college athletes getting paid for their name, their image, and their likeness. Where the universities and the NCAA have been getting money for these kids. For years and years and years. And let me tell you something, Lane. He's not only has he been in the front of it, but he's been advocating for doing it the right way the entire time. And and I think that's what annoys me. I'm gonna let Quincy and, and, and Rick get in on this. I mean, I ain't really I ain't really got too much to really say on it. And only because he's right about the the whole thing. I understand how he how he put it all together. I mean my my thing is, if you got something like that, you'll be stupid as a coach not to take advantage of that. Now you nah, preaching now, like like it, that that's dumb. You want to have a good team, and you see this five star recruit? Yeah, tell him hell. I give you a hundred thousand. You just bring your ass down here to Butler Choctaw um, University. Yeah, 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 that motherfucker coming. It's gonna take me a little bit more than hundred k to come to Butler <laughs> University. Hey, hey, shit, the fuck! I just said, saying. But he said Butler Choctaw University. Yeah, yeah Butler, Butler Choctaw. Yeah, I ain't gonna it, like listen. <laughs> Butler Choctaw, you must be investing a million dollars in development, and I can at least get me some more than McDonald's and Subway. Look, shut the fuck Man, up. They got you churches. Might. They got churches. Bro. Uh, you know what? You right. I, I can get me a cob. You right. You right. Shut the fuck up! This my university school. <laughs> hey y'all, y'all got a this Butler got a Walmart in this universe. Y'all got a Target in this universe. <laughs> you can go to the other state and bring your ass down. So there. I still got to go across state line to get to shop in your Butler. Man, your but hey, your Butler, the Marquis, the Marquis Cinematic Universe Butler is still trash. How about that? <laughs> but but that still gets to my point. If I if I'm offering you money. Life, damn near life changing money. You'll be a fool not to use that opportunity to get good players, right? So, I mean, hell, yeah, oh, I'm with everybody. Else. Fuck it. <laughs> what you got? Q, 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 Q. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I tend to agree. My issue, um, that I've been thinking about all day, even without hearing you know exactly what's been said is uh using the nil money as recruiting tool Mm -hmm. um getting folks uh, out of high school or the thing that i find to be a bigger issue is when it comes to transfers Mm -hmm. we've already got the transfer portal and that's fine i have no problem with the transfer portal you know some kids can go somewhere else and uh you know really get get a better chance to play and make a name for themselves no issue with that my issue is at least the way it looks, and I'm not saying this is the case, but the way it looks is that Jordan Addison is going from Pitt to USC for the money. Right. Now, again, I haven't delved into it. I don't know if that's the case. Y'all tell me if I'm wrong. That's at least the way it looks. And I feel like that is when it's going to get to be a bigger issue 
um, I don't want to say league wide, but a little nationwide. Right. On your side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no cap. But no, you're right. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to say this. Like, I'm, I'm going to, and, you know, sometimes people, when you hear people say, well, I've done something for so long, but I'm going to come to y'all from, from some experience on this, okay? I have been having this NIL discussion since 2018, all right? So, I mean, it's new It's new to a lot of people, but it ain't new to me. I'm actually tired of NIL. This is why I'm so irritated with this discussion. One of the things that we've had issues with in trying to figure out is um, how these students are going to get paid. Can athletic departments um, pay these kids? No. The, the NIL deals come from outside the athletic department. And what Nick Saban is alleging Texas A&M did and not, is doing, and I'm not saying that they did or didn't do, but I'm, this is what he's alleging. He is saying that Jimbo and his staff, when they recruited all these five-star kids, they went to their house and said, if you sign with Texas A&M, you were guaranteed this much money. Um, because this collective that we have on the side can guarantee you that much money in NIL. And if that is the case, if that is if what Nick Saban is accusing Jimbo of is true, then that is a violation of NCAA rules. But the problem is ain't nobody enforcing NCAA rules right now, because as he goes on to say in that video, nobody can enforce NCAA rules because anytime somebody tries to NCAA gets sued. So what's the point? What's the NCAA going to do? They can't do anything. There's no way to police it. So um, people people are coming from Nick Saban because Alabama has won seven national championships since he's been there. I would think the counter argument to would be to like if this guy has won seven national championships at Alabama, he should be the first person you listen to. We can't we capping for Jimbo, but we need to be listening to what the hell Nick Saban's talking about. Because every step of the way, he said, if this is gonna, if this is how it's going to be, we're going to make sure Alabama can do it. If y'all want to run spread offense, what Alabama going to do? Have historic numbers running spread offense. Y'all want to y'all wanna do transfer portal, what we're going to do? We're going to get five people out the transfer portal who are all the best at what they do. This is what we're going to do. So now if we're going to make NIL deals, guess what Alabama boosters are going to do? They've already established a trust. It's already been established. It hadn't been highlighted. It hadn't been news that you heard of. I don't remember the name of it. I think it's like the Crimson Tide Foundation or something like that. It ain't exactly oh, it's that. A, it's the High Tide The High Tide Foundation. Mm-hmm. So it's already been established. That's what he was out there doing, telling folks, all right, if this is the game y'all want to play, we can play it. But I'm telling you now, just because you think Texas A&M got money, Alabama, an Alabama fan will go broke making sure the Crimson Tide wins. And that's on that's on Mary Had a Little Lamb. Now it might not be us, but there's other folks out here that got money who will. I'll tell you what, Terry Bunn will go broke making sure we get a five star recruit. Right. There's people who own companies that we know will go broke trying to make sure Alabama win. You can take that to the bank. Believe that. All I'm saying is, guys, folks are being reactive because he said something out the way about Jackson State. Like and that's what's happened. So he said three. There's three main parts to the, what he said. He said the absolute truth for the first five minutes, and then he made the mistake of talking about Jackson State because he he read a he read an article where Barstool paid that boy what's his name Hunter Travis Hunter or something like that to go Travis over there Hunter for a they put they offered to pay him a million dollars yeah. to go to Jackson State, and it's in the paper. There's a whole little article, multiple articles about this kid this early enrollee going to Jackson State 
for a million dollars. And it's not, and it turned out to not be true. But that's what he read. The that lie spread way further than the truth ever did. So he there's no reason for him to not believe that because where's the big retraction on it? There is no big retraction on it. It's not true. And that's fine. Now what he talking about at Texas A&M, he ain't pulled that shit out of thin air. He just going to start saying it. And for the record, I don't think Jimbo's actually denied it. All Jimbo said was No, was Jimbo he never denied it. All he said is I ain't never told a lie, which is a lie, and I have never cheated, which is also a lie. Yeah, that that that's a man's answer right there. Like <laughs> we sit here, we're sitting here watching all this stuff on Paul Feinbaum. You have the dude who writes for Texas A and M. He was like, "Oh, Nick Saban looks weak today." Nick Saban looks weak today for what? Because you didn't listen to the whole seven minute interview. You just worried about what he said about Jimbo? Are you serious that, right that's now? All anyone is taking. Then that, that's that's the biggest thing I ha- I hate about this is the full seven seven and a half minute video, however long it is. Everyone needs to sit down and watch that because he doesn't just go out of his way to name Texas A&M. But Texas A&M has been historically, I want to say over the last like 10 years, it's Texas A&M and Texas have the most money consistently pouring in. Yeah, Texas A&M, one of the richest schools in the country. Like all them Texas A&M, Texas and then Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, and Notre Dame are always those next two out of the, after those first two flip flopping around with each other. It's always them. So what I what, what I'm telling y'all from experience is because I I, I don't want to speak too much on on things that we have in common, but just know that money going into these programs unchecked is a problem. It it, it is going to be a problem. Um, you, you think about. Going back, just thinking about when, when when Miami had that issue with um, uh, dang it, what was his name? I had it right here in front of me earlier today. Um, Nevin Shapiro, Nevin Shapiro, um, giving money to all those football players and basketball players. That was for NIL. He was giving them money, and it went unchecked, and it wrecked that program. And because because players felt like they had to do things to make sure they earned the money that they got, even though that money just vanished like that because he was part of the Bernie Madoff scheme, and that money went went away out of nowhere. So what happens when this dude, when these dudes get money from the collective, but they get a little more from another booster who's been unchecked? And all of a sudden he doesn't perform well and he get and, and, and that booster wants money back or that booster said, hey, make sure you do this so you can get paid more. What happens then if we keep letting this stuff go unchecked? Exactly. And Saban is trying to protect the players. He's trying to protect these kids who we are. Let, let's be honest. They are kids. Even if you go to college, you're going to be 18. You're still not an adult. You don't know what's, what life is like. You don't know responsi- responsibility that well. You are still a child. Absolutely. I like I don't mind people getting money from NIL. No, no I don't either. I'm, I don't mind that at all. But let's not pretend if you give somebody from the hood an opportunity to make a million dollars a year that you're not going to get that kid to do whatever you freaking want him to do for a million dollars a year. Like, let's be real. They're not they're not reading over these contracts and be like, OK, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. I got to make sure I make this appearances. They're not reading over that. All they're hearing is a million dollars. And they're going to do whatever they need to do because that means mama gets a new house. That means mama gets a car. Mama ain't got to go to work, ain't got to drive to work in this ragged ass car for a, for an hour every day. That's that's what's happening. 
That's not that's not a prediction. That's what's actually happening right now. And the only thing people give a shit about is the fact that Nick Saban says something about Jackson State and Texas A&M. The first, forget, forget the first five minutes. Let's talk about the last two. Yeah, my thing is, <clears throat> is you're then getting into, all right, so now these kids are now technically considered employees, right? Right. Okay, so... What is the one thing every employer does and they tip when you are first hired and you talk about your money? The first thing every employer does, which is extremely illegal, it says, don't talk about how much you're getting paid. So Travis Hunter going to Jackson State for his and or however much they offered him, or we'll, we'll use Texas A&M because that's going to be the easiest one. Mm-hmm. So that defensive end that signed with them. What I, I don't I don't know names. Don't plan on knowing names. I'll know their names when they come around to draft time and they're potential Baltimore Ravens. Don't give a <laughs> shit right now. Um, but that defensive end, who was literally on the fence for Alabama and A and M, A and M can walk in and say we're going to give you fifty thousand dollars, but you can't tell anyone else where you're going to get fifty thousand dollars. The next guy down, who's another five star, but is easily going to be a Texas A and M player, is like, but just to make sure he gets there, is like we're going to give you twenty five thousand to sign with us. All right, well, now $25,000 player comes and $50,000 player comes. So at some point, it's going to come up because kids are going to talk because that's what they do. $50,000 kid is going to say how much he's making, and $25,000 kid is going to feel some type of way. It's like, where's my other twenty five? So now you're going to have to either, one, pay the kid another 25000 because you illegally paid one more than the other, or two, that kid's about to walk on you and go out the transfer portal. Thank you. There it is. And guess where he's probably going to go? To the team that's going to get his name, image, and likeness, the best thing, which is going to be one of the teams that's in the spotlight. And I guarantee you this, right now, because USC, show, USC did something today. Um, you brought up that kid transferring from Pitt to USC. I, I can almost guarantee you these high-profile transfers, if they ain't about winning, if they're about the money, they're going to go to Cali schools. Oh, yeah, they're going to go to USC, UCLA, Stanford. Uh, I know there's another one I somehow missed. Uh, San Diego State, uh, San Jose State, wow. all of these schools. And they're all within, what, four or five hours from each other? Just a line of them. Just watch. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I got. I don't want to say too much more. Y'all can tell. Y'all can tell. I've been. I've been sitting on this all day. I've been. I've, I've been, been sitting on it too. I've been like, irritated. The, the comments that people keep pouring in on Saban just being weak and wanting for parity, all because he didn't get his way. Like, of course he did. He's mad. He didn't get his way. The motherfucker lost. Nobody. If you sit there and tell me that you are okay with losing, then that tells me your mentality is you are you're pathetic. If you can't stand the fact of losing, then you clearly were never made out to be the coach. And that's why you're sitting at your ass at home on a fucking keyboard. You don't understand losing sucks. I don't care what anyone says. No matter how big or little, and I'm one of the world's worst, I fucking hate losing. I can't stand it. It is not in my DNA because it's just not who I am. It's not how I was brought up. And the basically quote a fucking movie, if you ain't fucking first, you're last. That's how it feels. And they, it, is the, it is the worst feeling to go in and lose. And that go back to that go back to what I was saying. Like, if you ain't if you ain't got them out there offering kids money to get them on your team, you ain't doing your program a, 
the damn justice of having a good team. That's on you. You sitting there, unless you like a team like goddamn Vanderbilt that don't give a fuck about their goddamn football program <laughs> or some shit like that. But, bruh, they ain't got a fucking baseball program. Goddamn. I mean, they've got probably more number one picks than anybody. That is fact. That's probably why they don't give a fuck about football too much. But they need a hell there. They need a softball program. Can you imagine them girls going to Nashville playing softball? Mm-hmm. Wait, Vanderbilt ain't got a softball program? The only team they ain't got a softball program. They make enough off that baseball. Yeah. But I, I bet you somebody has told Vanderbilt, and this obviously this is just speculation, not to create one because then that's going to take away from Tennessee, which has always been kind of a perennial team well i wonder i wonder if they got like i gotta see i gotta look at their title nine situation real quick because they i don't always can have more female sports yeah that's what i'm trying to figure out equal the numbers yeah that's what i'm trying to figure out um what how how, how many female sports they got because how they get away with not having a uh a softball team i'm I'm looking at vanderbilt athletics they got six men's sports but one two three four five six seven eight nine ten women's sports so there you go that's how they even that out with having football. They got volleyball, track and field, tennis, swimming, soccer, lacrosse, golf, cross country, bowling, and basketball. I'll tell you what, though. I ain't gonna hey, keep he's up like with, burning up. I ain't going to keep up with Vanderbilt on football just to see what that boy from Jackson going to do. Right? Yeah, we got a kid from Jackson. I'm sure he signed a nice NIL to go play in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm probably in really good. And by the way, guys, I'm not sure if y'all are aware of this. And this is the last thing I'm in on NIL. Like, you can't say, like, you, you only get signed based on the value that you bring. And, and this is the bigger issue. Like, you don't get an NIL deal and get to say, hi, my name is Nicholas Finch. I'm the quarterback for the University of Alabama. That's not what you get to do with NIL. That's not how that works. The that NIL sense. is literally your name. Your image and likeness. Like you can't use any of what you do anywhere. Like Bryce Young, for example. Bryce Young can't be like, hey, my name's Bryce Young, quarterback of University of Alabama football team. Buy this product. He got to say, my name is Bryce Young. Buy this product. They buying your social media. That's what they're doing. And so, so for a coach to be able to offer money based on NIL is egregiously wrong. And that's the issue. Did y'all ever figure out what the next thing was we need to talk about? Can I can't. Yeah, it's in it's in the memes group. It was something oh. the hourly wages and and less uh, hours. Oh, I was joking about that. Or it's recording myself to hear my southern accent. You're recording yourself to hear your southern accent. Man, you gotta watch Todd, uh, the TikToks though. Dang, I, I burnt that in. How much time we got in the show? Because I, I, I said, here we hammered that shit. That's 25 minutes right there. Yeah, I mean, you still got to leave it. At, you got to meet in at six. I mean, I do, but I mean, we still talk about stuff. Like, what else? Um, how, 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 How's your off seasons going with your football teams? Like, you got, you got any complaints? I saw um the Ravens punter retired after 16 seasons. Uh, any thoughts on that? Yeah, Sam Cook um, will be sorely missed because he was, you know, the punter for the Ravens for 16 years. He's the most – he has played the most games in a Ravens uniform than any other player, including Ray Lewis and Terrell Suggs. Um, So, it's 
it's kind of a bittersweet moment. Like we did draft that punter in the fourth round, but the Eric DaCosta, the GM, did call uh, Took and said, "Hey, we're more than is it with you? Can we draft this kid with your blessing?" And he was he did he sat down and said, "Yeah, go ahead," because he knew his time was up. He thought he he did say he thought he was going to play this season, um, but uh, he kind of just sat down and thought about it. And he's like, you know what? Why don't I just go on to move to the coaching aspect of things? And that's what he's going to do. I was just going to ask: Is he going to stick around to coach the kid? He is actually already coaching the kid. He's been coaching the kid since mini camp. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking so, about. So Ravens are now looking at their next 16 year punter. You know, Jordan Stout, the kid out of Penn State. Um, <clears throat> Uh, and it was actually uh, Sam Cook who also had a little bit of say in drafting him. Uh, Cook liked Stout, uh, I guess, better than uh, whatever other dude's name is. I don't know. Somebody called him a punt god or some shit like that. I guess he he wasn't godly enough. I mean, to but, be fair, like Raven, you kind of you know associate that with darkness. So, but I mean, wasn't he at Arizona State though as a sun devil? <laughs> exactly. Point guy, uh, punt guy over here. Anyway, but yeah, and I think Jimmy Butler, not Butler, not damn, Jimmy Smith might be retiring as well. And he been when he been in a hot minute, ain't he? He has. He uh, he's been there, shit, since two thousand nine. And that's a long 2008. time. Two thousand eight. That's a long he's time. Been, <laughs> he's been there. He's been there a while. He was part of that core, um, that won the Super Bowl, obviously, um. So he's he's been there a long time, uh, but I think he's mulling retirement over because he's he's just kind of lost that step, a little bit of that step, and it showed a lot last season. Um, so I got you. Hey Quincy, so a couple of weeks ago we had an argument on social media <laughs> mm-hmm. about about Atlanta and what they should do with their money. Um, I said I said they should go draft, uh, um, sign a backup quarterback. You said they need some people on the offensive or defensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they disagree with you, and they keep signing wide receivers. So, um, just ha- give me an update on the Falcons offseason from your perspective and how that's going. Well, they signed RG three, so they disagree with you as well. Well, they didn't agree with they didn't agree with you. They they ain't drafting no they ain't signed no linemen. So I mean, what what you want? What you want? All right. So as far as the Falcons doing that, uh, first off, the draft was phenomenal. Um, I was a little a little disappointed, you know, with the wide receiver uh, in round one, but um, we came up for Arnold Ebiketti out of uh, Penn State, and you know, like a lot of other people were talking about, um, London and Ebiketti. Are better combo than taking uh, Jermaine Johnson at four, or excuse me, at eight, and whoever else we we're gonna get at wide receiver in round two. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had a good draft. They got Desmond Ritter in round three, mm-hmm. which uh, no pressure. Yeah, I mean, it's good. I'm not saying that jokingly, by the way, for any Falcons fans. Okay, it's good for multiple reasons, right? Because like, if if he pans out, if he if he shows some flashes, because the team's probably not gonna be good this year anyway, right? We ain't got no money, you know, we building. We'll get there eventually. Uh, all eyes on 2023. But, I mean, if he looks good this year and we still have a high pick, we can take Will Anderson. We don't need Bryce Young. We don't need C.J. Stroud. If he looks bad this year, then we'll probably be up there, and then we'll probably take Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. So it's kind of like 
for us to be able to get in the third round was a win-win. Um, as far as off-season moves, man, uh, you know, they ain't really brought in a whole bunch of linemen. They brought in some defensive linemen under after free agents. Uh, my, my only real complaint is that they ain't brought anybody in a guard or center. That's it. I feel like they at least need some competition there. Didn't you show a graph that um had like their their offensive star line starters for the Giants and like not sorry a lot not the Giants but the Falcons and like three of them were in the bottom of that graph. Yeah, yeah I remember like that like the bottom fifteen. Like right. Yeah, I, I forget who did it. I don't know if it was, if it was PFF or somebody else, but they was like of the ten worst linemen in the league last year, and it was uh, our center, our left guard, and our right tackle. Mm. So it's it's gonna be rough this year, but like I said, all eyes on twenty twenty three. There are um, there are reasons for hope. All right, let me ask you this question. Final question. I move on. So you got the quarterback in the third round. Would you have preferred that to have been Malik Willis, or are you happy with Ritter? Um, I'm happy with Ritter. Uh, to me, it really didn't matter either way. Uh, you know, we've been getting uh, rumors leading up to the draft that they liked Ritter more. Um, just because he seemed to be a better scheme fit for what they're trying to do, um, you know what I what we keep hearing on Malik Willis is that he's got the highest ceiling out of you know any quarterback in the draft, but he's going to take some time to get there and develop because of how limited Liberty's offense was. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing against Malik Willis, just because Liberty's offense was very limited. Um, it's just it's weird, man, because you know we were thinking we might have four QBs going first round, and uh, you know. QBs two and three didn't go until round three, but um, so no, I'm, I'm fine with Ritter. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Rick, I have no idea about anything that's happened in the Cowboys offseason. So, could you enlighten me on things that have happened since the draft? Like, I'm I'm serious. Like, I can't even see him throw shade. I have no, I hadn't heard anything. So, I'm assuming since I haven't heard anything that nothing has happened. Is that is you, that right? You talking about pre-draft or like just since the draft? Oh, okay. Um, mostly, everybody who Dallas does that they feel confident in, I looked at them and I actually kind of liked the draft. I they got a they kind of got a scheme with this draft to try to. Most of these guys got a nasty ass attitude, and they're talking about on field as a football player, nasty ass attitude. Mm-hmm. That why the that why the <clears throat> Tyler Smith guy fit with the offensive line because that line need to get a little nasty to run the ball. But nasty. <laughs> so, you know, I like that he versatile. He can play guard and tackle on either side, which, you know, if you need, if you if he good at the left guard spot, cool, we can go get another another um tackle guard for the other side. But if he good, like they said he is, when Smith retires, he can take that spot, and we can clear up some for it. The Sam Williams guy, I like him. He got a he got the DN linebacker feel. Like he can, he got good speed. He can be a pass rusher. That actually, I, I'm kind of shocked he lasted a little bit that long in the second round. I thought he'd been going a little bit earlier, but I like him. The guy from South South Alabama, love him. I love everything I read about him. Love everything. The only thing, the only. I'm so mad y'all got him. God, I wanted him. <laughs> the only thing, the only draft person I question about it, and the only reason I question about it, because he's 
he just coming out surgery with the Clark guy that got drafted from LSU, the linebacker. Mm-hmm. Now, he fits good with the way Dallas want to run him. It's just, is he going to heal up good? Now, they got him late. I think fifth round. So, you know how, you know, they know how Riff Ward on that, like they did with Jalen Smith. But for what I'm reading in camp, they like him and they like his posture. And what I mean by that is, can't, you know, when most guys be hurt, they really focus on them trying to recover and all that shit. Mm-hmm. He literally out there on the field, free game and everything that he see. Mm. So, so yeah, yeah, I got 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 good hope for him. Then there's a big fat ass guy from Oklahoma. He last name Ridgeway. I kind of like him. He talks shit. I kind of like him. That about it. You know, <laughs> I will I will admit to you guys, I'm very proud of the fact that you keep up with your teams off seasons. Because the only thing I know is that the most disappointing thing that's happened with the Giants so far this off season is that not only did James Bradbury be released, which I'm not mad about. I mean, you know, he he didn't fit the long time long term plan, but that he didn't go to the Falcons. He went to the wrong bird, man. The fucking Eagles. he went to the Eagles. Guys, are the Eagles Eagles gonna win a division next year, dog? It's all I know is them Dallas and Philly games are gonna be pretty interesting to watch. It is highly likely, dog. Then the way they step. They stacked up on the D line with them with that boy from Georgia. Then they got Dean right behind it. Like, bro, shit. I don't know, dog. I don't know, man. Because Marquise East Walker now, Carson Wentz taking taking the Commanders to the top. I no, <laughs> I said they can be a little competitive. I didn't say they were gonna be over the top. <laughs> well, I don't know. They did get uh, Jahan Dotson out of Penn State, which I thought was a sneaky good move for them because now. You don't just have Scary Terry screaming mm-hmm. down the field. Now you got two of them going down the field, and uh, and Carson Wentz. I mean, Carson Wentz is not a bad quarterback. He just can't stay healthy outside of the one year that Philly didn't need him to stay healthy. Most most people feel Carson Wentz is uh, he's a poor man's Brett Favre. Like when he's good. He's great, good. but he's when he's when he's not good, he is he way worse than Brett Favre. Why he got to be a poor man, Brett Favre? He because Brett be Favre a, was a gambler. He might well be a poor Tony Romo. Then you can't go to Brett Favre. That nigga ain't hollow. Yeah, but hold on. All right, <laughs> I, I talk a lot of shit about Romo, but Tony Romo was a better quarterback than Brett Favre. He, he, he just, never. He may he, not have won a Super Bowl. But yeah, he, Romo was a better quarterback. You, you, uh, like Quincy, you looking like that, but no shit. I shit on Romo for the bad interception that he'll throw. But if, like, listen to me, if he didn't get hurt as frequently as he did, his stats would be better than Brett Ford, though. No, no cap. <laughs> if wishes was fishes, my dog. I mean, uh, <laughs> Tony Romo had some good years. I ain't trying to take nothing from him, but, uh, I think he's a little ways from Brett Favre. What makes you say that? What what makes you say that? It's because Brett Favre went to a couple of Super Bowls because Brett Favre is on some good teams and he's a better quarterback. I'm just, I just wondering what, 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 what makes you say that? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. How you feel, Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady? Who's a better quarterback? Uh, Peyton Manning, but I'm biased. Okay, exactly. 
let me let y'all have y'all buys. All right. <laughs> Back to Carson Wentz for just a second. I, I view Carson Wentz as Hall of Mid. Not Hall of Fame, but Hall of Mid. <laughs> Don't disrespect. Hey, don't disrespect the Hall of Mid. Not not quite into the high, but mid high. Now listen, there's some good candidates for the Hall of Mid, and I don't even think he qualifies for that because I think Mike Hill is definitely. I think I think I think Mike Vick is Hall of Mid, right? Like he's really great, but he ain't like he ain't like he's somewhere. He's he's mid. He was electric, but he's mid. Difference though, Vick was way more fun to watch than Wentz. He's a first ballot Hall of Mid, right? Right, right, right. So Carson Wentz Hall of Mid, right? Ryan Tannehill, he gets in Hall of Mid on third ballot. So he mid, but he ain't like it. He, he, ain't, he ain't got to be there. But if you got to put him somewhere, he mid, right? Right, yeah, easily. Yeah. Sure. You know what, I, guys, next week, I think we need to do a Hall of Mid episode. <laughs> Love it. So real quick, though, shout out to all of us, though, because we pretty much in our we had no first round picks right at all. But player-wise, we had all of the players picked outside of, like, five. Other than which, I still, which I still think is, like, really great because the quarterbacks really fucked us because every team always values quarterbacks so much and everybody didn't this time. Right. So that really screwed us. Yeah. And then the Patriots do whatever the fuck they do. But also, I'm going to shout out my own self because I call the Green Bay Packers bullshit to a fucking T. But see, we we when you said it, we told you it wasn't bullshit because one thing we was right about was all the wide receivers that should have been gone in the first round were gone. That happened, and so we said, "What's the point of reaching for a wide receiver with those spots? You can you can improve your defense." Now and what they did, and that did that did. So and I mean, I, man, how close was that? Because they took a Georgia linebacker, but they didn't take Nicobe Dean. Right? They took he took they took his running mate, and didn't I have them take another Georgia player? But it was still it was the other running mate. Yeah. So yeah, what they did was like for for our for our mock draft, we had so many teams taking the exact right position, but the wrong player. And we and we had we had the basis of what that draft was going to look like to a team. Like it, it was damn near perfect. Like we knew exactly what those what those teams wanted, and that's what they took. Actually, the Kyle Hamilton pick threw us off really bad, and that receiver run from. Uh, Caused by the Falcons, that is, um, kind of fucked everybody up too. We still had all the players in there, but that receiver run and the Kyle Hamilton thing really threw a wrench in I think a lot of people's drafts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you want to shout out yourself? Shout out for me to having Kayvon Thibodeau and offensive tackle going to the Giants. Bro, we all knew that though. <laughs> I'm just saying though, like you know, I had the wrong tackle, but I had I had a tackle. But yeah, you, you got cave, you got cave on, but you were two picks off. So that's true. I had him going five, and he went seven. Really though, looking at it and not being biased, I liked all four of our teams' drafts. I thought all four of our teams addressed needs very well. Outside of the Giants drafting uh, Kadarius Tony two point that was probably my least favorite pick out of all of our drafts. And then the Ravens going double dipped at tight end in the fourth round. That's probably. My two least favorite picks that I can think of off the top of my head, but from what I've read, the Ravens are going to turn one of those tight ends into a receiver tight, and he's probably not going to be a tight end. Good, because y'all need one of them. What you talking about? We got four proven receivers with seven hundred yards combined between all of them. 
they prove they can make the team. You're right. Quincy, you hear like you had something you wanted to say. Yeah, man. Well, real quick before we wrap up, man, I, I had a two-part question for everybody and see how y'all feel about it. Uh, one, does this feel like the most lackluster NBA playoffs we've had in like a decade? And two, is it time for Chris Paul to retire? One, no. The bubble playoffs were a little more lackluster to me. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you this. Anytime the Spurs are the number one seed, not going to be a good playoffs. I'm tell you that right, right now. Don't want to see any Spurs playoffs when they're number one seed. But um, this playoffs, is, this playoffs has been lackluster in our eyes because of two main things. One, the Knicks didn't make it, so y'all don't have me going crazy every week. And two, the Lakers didn't make it, which also means 2.5, LeBron didn't make it. So we didn't have the Knicks. We didn't have LeBron, and we didn't have the Lakers. And anytime you don't have those three things, well, especially the second and third thing I just said, it's going to make the playoffs seem weird and lackluster because it ain't nothing to care about. Like, I mean, hooray. Hooray, the Warriors are back. Woo-hoo. Hooray, Luka is back. Woo-hoo. Hooray. Yeah, because we all want to see the Celtics win their 18th championship. whoop de fucking do Woo-hoo. But the Miami Heat. That is interesting. But other than that, everything else, bleh. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take all the time. Anybody else have any thoughts on that? Uh, for the Chris Paul thing, um, I think he could run it back one more year, but uh, he might need to leave Devin Booker. Or I, 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 to add on to that question, is Chris Paul just as cursed as the Kardashian curse? I, Ooh, he got big. Yeah, that boy done got big. Look at hell. He's like, what the? F- I am so confused. I am a child. I am a boy. I would, I would say, to your question, Quincy, no, he don't need to retire because he could, he's still. You do a list of the best point guards in the NBA. Chris Paul still top fifteen, arguably top ten. I would say top five. <clears throat> I, yeah, I was gonna say he's still in the top half of point guards in the league. I until, mean, who would you name above him? Magic, Jerry West? No, not all, not all time. Not no, 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 not all time. Current, current. <laughs> oh, I was saying all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All all time, all time. He's still he's top ten all time too. I don't know if he's top five all time, but he's still he's he's up there. I'm just talking like right now in the league. I mean, well, yeah. since championships carry so much weight for the Hall of Fame nowadays, if you get that joke, good. If you don't. Well, get on Twitter. Uh, I guess that he wouldn't be top five, seeing as he has no titles, period, ever. Yeah, I mean, I think people, I think people, think, thankfully, Kevin Durant of all people is starting to fix this conversation to where we can talk about players not being top, I mean, being top five or not, regardless of rings. Kevin Durant of all people, who would have thought? I didn't have that. I didn't have that on my twenty twenty two bingo. But no, he don't need to retire. He's still one of the best point guards in the NBA right now. Um, and he he starts to slip out top twenty. We can talk, but no, no, he's still good. Maybe he needs to play less regular season game. Um, limit his schedule. No back to backs. Um, yeah, that might be the way to go. But no, he's still good. Hey man, last thing I want to say about the NBA is uh, if you want your team to succeed, all you gotta do is trade Porzingis. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. The Knicks haven't had any success though. Uh they made the playoffs for the first time in eight, seven years. Yeah. Year. Look at Luca what he doing this year. 
If you want your team to succeed, trade Porzingis. Bro, I'll give you one better. You want your team to succeed, have a former Nick on it. How about that? And the more Nicks you have, the better success you have. It's it's insane. Problem is, so many people don't run through New York trying to make them better. Everybody got a former Nick. Bro, the Mavs have three former Nicks on their team right now. The Thunder don't? Yeah. Oh, the Thunder shit. All right. Hey, shout out to Orlando for giving the Lakers their future players. <laughs> wow. Every time, if they draft the center, he is good as going to Los Angeles in so about six, what, seven years. The Lakers are going to get Chet Holmgren? That's what it seemed like. If they don't get if they don't get the Jabari boy, what's his name? Jabari Smith. Jabari Smith. All I know is that OKC, and I didn't get to watch the lottery, which turned out great because last time I watched, they didn't do they. Well, you know, six pick and all. This time I I didn't watch, and I got number two pick, and we jumped Houston. So fuck Houston, also. But now we don't have to make any rash decisions at number one. We literally can just watch what Orlando does and be like, cool. That's a fuck up. So now we know who to take. I just knew you was going to be mad. I just knew it. Bro, I was so excited that, like, as long as we ended up at three or higher, I'd have been fine. Two was probably the best thing because we still technically have pick of the litter. And we got the 12th pick from the Clippers. And we got the 30th pick. So we still have three first-round picks. So depending depending on who Orlando takes, because if – if they take, so we'll say they take Holmgren. So OKC is going to take one of those two power forwards. All right, well, all right, now we've got a four. So then OKC at that 12th pick can look at a five. And there's a lot of fives, like Walker Kessler. Uh, I think the dude's name is Mathurin. And then another one named Duran. I should have mm-hmm. put That's Kessler, right. in, but yeah, now you're put right. Kessler in between those two because that really sounds confusing. <laughs> so Duran, Kessler, and Mathurin. Like if we took two either out of those point forward power forwards, yeah, they'll be point forwards. Then you've got a center waiting down the line, and we've got the draft capital. We could move up in the lottery more to get someone we like better. We'll have to see if somebody wants to trade. I'll say this, and then I wrap it up. So there's a guy right now in in a lot of mock drafts who's really way down at the bottom of the list, but there's a Serbian. I want y'all to keep an eye over, on. Is it um, Jovic? Jovic, absolutely. Nikola Jovic. If that guy's around at 11 and the Knicks still have that pick, that's who I want. I'm telling y'all right now. I've never said this before on the podcast. Normally, I'm chill. I, was like, I don't really want this person or that person except for the Zion draft. That's the only time I said I want this guy. Um, and that was RJ because that's who we all, that's all who, who we can get. But I want Nikola Jovic. If he goes before, I'm going to be upset. Y'all, y'all gonna hear from me, but I'm telling you right now, that's who I want. So, um, OKC and the Knicks switch the 11th and 12th pick, and OKC gets Joe Rich. Oh man, that, I, I would be upset. But as yeah, long as the Knicks, <laughs> hey, if the Knicks draft them and then we trade them, I'll, I'll actually feel better. But that's just who I well, feel like they should draft. No, y'all would still draft him. That's the thing. Ah. Because the NBA trades during that time don't count. Don't. He would still be drafted as a Nick. That's right. That's right. They don't. They don't go official to the new league year. All right, so let's wrap this thing up. Um, Quincy, where can the people find you? Uh, sorry, I had the mute button. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Barnhill Quincy. Uh, look out because I might change to at Quincy Barnhill because that seemed like it flow better. Uh, also, you can find me on Instagram at Q underscore the underscore lights. Seems to me that you would just change everything to Q the lights. 
personally. But I understand. It's your I brand. Like it. it's I don't really brand. like it. I was just trying to find something witty with my name. Couldn't nothing, couldn't nothing work. I understand. So I'll take suggestions. If y'all got them, find me on Twitter. DM me. <laughs> Marquise? Hey, add me to raw underscore n underscore uncut. Link tree on both pages. Twitter, IG. Man, you know what it is. Support your boys. Give us some merch. I need some shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Lane. Like always, you can find all of our names, image, and likeness on our Southern Sports Barbershop Facebook page. Just go there. You can find all of our names, our Twitter handles, our Twitch handles, Instagrams, Facebook names. Because some of us, our parents uh, decided to make our lives miserable. Can't find a little nameplates with it spelled right. But you can find all of that. And you can also find a link to our esteemed co-host, Nicholas Finch's other podcast, True Comedy Podcast. Boy, I mean, you can't find your damn, you can't find your name nowhere. I'm sorry. I can't even find Curtis, bruh. Yeah, that's rough. You can find me, however, at, I'm um, sorry, you can find my other podcast, True Comedy. I host that with Kirsten Cunningham, True Comedy, highly debatable, highly debatable podcast. At, um, at True Comedy Podcast. But you said a highly debatable thing, which is definitely wrong. <laughs> no, it's still, it's still on there. I just oh, never say it. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I had a mind fart. You can find all, all of our stuff at True Comedy Pod. Use the hashtag True Comedy. You'll get all of our content. You can find me at the NJF everywhere that you use on social media. As always, this has been the Southern Sports Barbershop, and we are a cut above the West. And re out this bit. Thank you.